Where can you go to find some of the most interesting crypto resources on the web? Well, this podcast is a great place to start because we've duck, duck, goad stuff for you. I mean, you're too busy to search for stuff like a peon. That's why we're here. We're the peons. And today we'll bring you a list of super interesting crypto sites that you'll want to visit for yourself. From creating your own Bitcoin paper wallet and reading about all the times Bitcoin has died to a complete directory of every private Bitcoin key and a repository for dead coins. It's a mixture of fun and useful, kind of like this show. And speaking of useful, in today's Crypto Spotlight segment, we'll speak with Joe Fisher of Particle.io. They've built a fully functional, privacy-focused, and decentralized ecosystem with completely untraceable currency and private dApps. So cancel your appointments. You didn't need that liver transplant anyhow. The doctors of decentralization are in the house for episode number 298 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're not peons. I, I don't, and, and please don't pee on me. This is weird. And we're also not doctors. <laughs> we're also not doctors, and we're not peons. A, a doctor of peonology. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, friends and foes. We hope to make friends of our foes. I don't even know if we have any foes, but uh, we, we are have the some fake friends. They're faux friends. Not real. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Oh. You did a, a little Frenchy French there. <laughs> One of the many French words that we have accepted into our English vocabulary. Faux, F-A-U-X, meaning false, like faux news. And like faux microphone that was muted. <laughs> We're glad you guys are here. We've got a great show for you today. An interesting list of crypto resources that you're going to dig. Some of them are fun. Some of them are serious. And some of them are just sites mm -hmm. that we think we think you'll like. Yeah, and we're going to do some other episodes like this coming up in the future. We're going to do like top crypto books, talk a little bit about uh, other po crypto podcasts that uh, serve different niches. And we're just going to kind of, you know, go out. We've been chatting with our fans and want, we want to know what you want to know. And so make sure to give us a call. You can call us at 708-885-9030. Let us know any recommendations of what you want to hear us talk about. And also, if this is the very first time you've tuned in to Bad Crypto, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you're trying to learn about crypto, I would recommend, well, one of the first resources, I'm just going to throw it out there right now is badco.in forward slash basics. We've taken our top 10 uh, basic beginner episodes, put them in a playlist for you. So if you go to badco.in forward slash basics, you can go through and start learning about crypto from the beginning. So you don't have to listen to all, you know, 370 of our episodes that we've done so far. You can go ahead and, and get the taste of that and make sure to subscribe. Or just listen to all of them. You can listen to all of them. That's going to take you a while. That's okay. I'm good with that. But it won't take you long to visit our sponsor today. And we recommend that you do because we really like what they're doing at eToro. It is the best trading app out there. And, and we think it's pretty awesome because you get access to the world's best cryptos. You get smart trading tools. It's easy to use. It's lightning fast. Your trading fees are very low. They're transparent. And if you want to play 
trade, you could do that. They give you a $100,000 virtual trading feature that lets you kick the tires on the different markets. So you could see, hey, do I know what I'm doing with all this? That's a pretty good resource right there. That's a great resource. And most importantly, they have a social community of over 11 million other eToro traders. They've got a social network, and, and you could see what other people are doing. You could talk to them about the trades. And when you open up an eToro account, fund it with at least $50 and buy some crypto with that 50 bucks. we'll send you some bad coin socks. Dude, what an offer. Forget that, you know, the, the, the little few cents a bitcoin that you know coinbase sends you and the worthless stock usually that Robinhood sends you bad coin sucks go to badco.in forward slash etoro and do it mm-hmm. today and even if you don't want the socks you know just go to etoro because it's definitely better than coinbase or Robinhood, like mr joe com said so check it out who who doesn't want the socks i don't i don't know it's i mean everybody everybody either has feet or knows somebody who has feet <laughs> That's true. But really, a better trading platform is what you really want. So go check it out. Badco.in forward slash eToro. Let's go, Mr. Jocom. Mr. Travis Wright, before we jump full into the top of crypto resources, since you already mentioned at the top of the show that we're inviting people to call in, we're going to give you another incentive to do that right now. This is episode number 298, and we're just two episodes away from episode number 300. And we would like for you to be on the show. And you could do that by calling the Bad Crypto Hotline and leave us a message. You can tell us why you love the show, why you hate the show, what you like, what you like in the crypto world, how much money you lost in altcoins, how much money you've made in Bitcoin, whatever you want to talk about. Tell us your favorite crypto resources. Just call us on the Bad Crypto Hotline, 708-885-9030. And of course, the funnier you are and the badder you are, the more likely you do, are to be on there. And we want to hear from our crypto chicks mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. call so us. normally, at the, it, it, you've noticed like episode 100 was with John McAfee, episode 200 was John McAfee. But then we did like episode 284 or something like that with John McAfee because he was a man on the run and we didn't know if he was still going to be free by episode 300. Normally those 300, uh, those, those even episodes are for John McAfee, but he is a man on the run. We wanted to, uh, to give a shout out to our listeners and our fans, uh, find our super fans out there. If you think that you're a super fan, if you've listened to more than, you know, maybe five bad crypto episodes, you're probably, you know, in the top you know, 10% of people who've listened to Bad Crypto. So tune in, give us a call. We want to definitely hear from you. Do it or write us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read some of those mm-hmm. as well. Okay, so the first resource, Mr. Travis Wright, is from a former guest on Bad Crypto and a prolific writer and resource in and of himself. You know, he has compiled, I think, the definitive, you know, Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto resources and information page uh, they're at lop.net. So I would say go check that one out because he has this all set up between how to get started, setting up a wallet, how to even run a node. He's got some sites to talk about the history of Bitcoin, news sites you want to check out, some network statistics, you know, transaction fee estimates, block explorers, visualizations, mining, data anchoring, deep dive technical. Listen to all this stuff, man. There's so much here. Developer tools, security, privacy, fork information, governments, economics. Legal, charities, career, tax accounting, merchant adoption, exchange rates, you know, and then also the very important one, uh, Twitter, blogs, and podcasts. 
where yeah i think he is so by the way uh, you didn't mention but it's jameson lop mm-hmm. is the person who created it lop.net is the site and let's see where does he have podcasts here we go uh number two under audio podcasts and only because i think is it alphabetical well no i thought it was alphabetical it, it's pseudo alphabetical no, it is actually alphabetical, but that first link is says epic list of podcasts, which just links to a what Bitcoin did, and then it has all the different crypto podcasts on there. Are we on there? By the way, Mr. Travis Wright, I was looking through the crypto shows on iTunes just the other day. It was just the other day, and we have, thanks to our listeners, more reviews and ratings than any other crypto show, including Laura Shin's Unchained. Oh, wow. What Bitcoin did, their podcast list, does not have bad crypto. Well, they don't know what Bitcoin did. What the heck? Bitcoin. So that is not a good resource. What Bitcoin did, not a good resource page. Don't check that out. (laughs) Don't go there. Apparently, there's a podcast called What Grinds My Gears, Mm -hmm. which I've never heard of, but uh, it's two crypto chicks. So I like seeing that. That's true. Uh, Looks like a fairly newer show maybe less less than a year old it's about half a year old so we're gonna i think at some point we should do a show that talks about all the other or some of the other crypto shows because i think a rising tide lifts all the boats you know and that you know here's another thing that's that i um that's actually on the list here on on jameson's website is the online and offline classes that you can take for you know learning more about blockchain so there's some non-technical online classes there are some technical online classes and there's some technical offline classes well there's a bunch of them there's about 20 of them here and we should probably chat about that but one of the best is the introduction to digital currency by the university of nicosia and that is located i believe in in cyprus and that is the class that is taught by Andreas Antonopoulos, Mr. Jokum. Mm, well, that's good stuff because mm-hmm. Andreas knows things and always, always worth listening to what he's going to come up with. Because I always think, ah, oh, why didn't I think of that? Because I'm not as smart as Andreas. Dude, and he'll just go up on stage and he'll just free ball it for like 45 minutes. He goes, here's the topic I'm going to talk about with no slides just off the top of my head. Like. That's ballsy. You know what I mean? Like, I always like to have the visuals behind me because that's from the jokes come in. I like to add jokes to my presentation. And he just says, nope, I'm just going to go with it. And he does. It's crazy. And then then there's another online technical uh, online class at Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which is blockchain at Berkeley. Is that uh, that taught by Antifa? I'm not sure, Mr. Joel Com. This is an anti-political show. but this right here, so edX has so many different schools and their 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 classes. You can go edX.org. There is all kinds of other different free, you know, universities on there. So you actually don't have to go to university. If you're just a lover of learning, you can go learn on your own. But the Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies class is really good. And then MIT has some open courses. Uh Course Era has a cryptocurrency course, which there's 61 videos of that. Udemy has a few courses as well. Princeton has some courses. So, you know, check those out. If you want to learn about this, I mean, here's the thing. There is a vast shortage when it comes to people who understand how to develop and build blockchain stuff. There is not enough programmers and developers out there yet. So if you're looking for a career that could potentially be good long term, you know, blockchain is not a bad idea to, to, to brush up. And if you're if you're already a programmer, you already know how to code a little bit. Learn to code blockchain. 
hashtag. That was an oxymoron, by the way. A vast shortage. Okay. It's true. It was I, good. I kind of like that. It's like jumbo <laughs> shrimp. Although jumbo shrimps are way bigger than the small shrimps. It's like government intelligence. <laughs> yeah, military intelligence. That's true. I was in military intelligence, and I can I can uh, state that that is an oxymoron. Although there's some really smart well, people. The fact that there. you were yeah. there, that kind of tells hey, us everything lot, we Joe need Trump. to know. You're welcome. We love you. Next site up here is just kind of a fun site. It's called the Destroyer Dow. Uh, by the way, links to this and all of the links that we mentioned are in our show notes at badcode.in forward slash 298. And you should have figured out by now that you can pull up any episode by going to badcode.in forward slash and then that mm -hmm. show number. So this site is designed to rid the world of worthless coins and scams like XRP. Um, yeah, burn coins and create a unified coin ecosystem. So it's like a conglomeration of coins. Very nice. Now, it looks like they need to have 10,000 people to sign up before they activate the project. So it might not even be going yet. It might not, but it's funny to look at. I mean, it, it's like, how do we combat all the crappy projects out there? Well, we make our own crappy project. You know what? We did that with Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin's not crappy. It's... <laughs> By the way, there are rumors of Bitcoin being listed on another exchange. And that's all I'll say about that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll update on that. Yeah, and there's a foundation that's nearly nearly complete i got i have to nominate a uh, another person rumors all rumors oh. mr travis right all rumors have you ever created a paper wallet for your bitcoin travis no i did because i wanted to gift uh, just a you know tiny little bits of bitcoin to uh to some beloved ones and i thought this would be a fun way to do it and if you go to bitcoin paper wallet dot com this is about you know as safe as you can get right to store your private keys is to have a paper wallet everything's offline there's no physical devices it's like holding cash in your hand mm -hmm. well you know I, I go the winklevoss route i just printed them out on my private keys and then i cut them into different uh, shards and then i put them in like 80 different deposit boxes around the country <laughs> to store my half of bitcoin there you go sharding again <laughs> They go all out. If you've read the book Bitcoin Billionaires and you've learned how the Winklevi literally distributed all their their Bitcoin private keys all over all over America, it's kind of funny. I don't have yeah. nearly enough to do that. Like I'm trying to trying to finish my first Bitcoin, Mister Jolcom. I'll have one. I'll have one someday. These paper wallets are pretty cool. I mean, they've got nice designs. They're trifold wallets. They're tamper resistant. You can gift them and you can order supplies like hologram stickers that you can use, you know, to put over your wallets to seal them up, mm -hmm. which which I think is, uh, you know, pretty cool. So you gift it to somebody and lock it away. Say, here, throw this in a safety deposit box and don't touch it for 10 years. And uh, maybe you'll be wealthy. But they, you know what? Somebody created one for the bad coin paper wallet. And then we had the same question because we've not promoted it yet, even though that the bad wallet's out there. Uh, but like, how do we know that whoever made the Bitcoin paper wallet doesn't have like some back end to get the codes and the and the private keys? So it's like it seems it's the most secure way unless you know that the Bitcoin paper wallet dot com got hacked or something. Right. I don't have an answer to that. I'm sure that there's information on the site. Yeah that can tell you why it's a secure way to go. But, uh, you know, do your own due diligence as always, because your keys, your private keys could be out there on the internet. In fact, 
Check out this site that one of the members of the Bad Crypto Mastermind posted, keys.lol. Every Bitcoin and Ethereum private key is on their website. But it says, don't worry, because nobody will ever find it. You know why? Is because whenever you click on the Are You Human button, it just says, I'm not a robot. And then you click it again, and then it goes, I'm not a robot. And then you click it again. Wow, this is interesting. I finally got through. I got through the human page. So, wow, here's all these different transactions that are going on. And what's going What is this? Are these the private keys? That's kind of weird. So your private key is a number between one and two to the 256th power. And so this website claims to generate keys for all of those numbers spread out over pages of 128 keys each. Like the amount of data that must exist on this site in order to generate a private key for every possible Bitcoin wallet his has got to be phenomenal dude there's so many pages on here so if you actually click to the last page it's like nine zero four six two five six nine seven one six six five like and that's just like the first 10 percent of the page number like good lord like there's so many keys on here it's ridiculous so it was john hartwig that posted this on the bad crypto mastermind Yeah, and he said that if you were to create a searchable database, it would be one to the 26th yada bytes power. What is a yada byte? Yada, yada, yada? I think it's that. Yeah, it's a yada, yada, yada byte. I don't know what a yada byte is. That sounds like a lot. That's more than a zeta byte. Okay, a yada byte is the prefix yada indicates multiplication by the eighth power of 1000 therefore one yada byte is one septillion bytes <laughs> holy cow that's a lot that's that? a lot of zeros many, many zeros eighth power to a thousand so does that mean 24 zeros it, it is you know so you've got kilobytes megabytes gigabytes mm-hmm. terabytes petabytes exabytes mm-hmm. zettabytes and then yottabytes okay, so, so it's 1000 to the eighth gotcha right after the zettabyte which i have a one zettabyte hard drive here sitting on my desk i don't are you a betabyte i'm not i do not have that i do have 10 terabyte drive i i thought that was huge until you just told me about the yottabyte and now i have fomo now i need to have a new you, i need a new you got nothing i need a new western digital drive come on western digital Where's my petabyte? Hey, here's another great resource for you, and it's great for a couple reasons. One, they're a sponsor of the show. Two, they've got some cool stuff going on. It's Nazgo. Nazgo.com, the GoDaddy of blockchain, where you can tokenize your business today, and you don't need to take any of those MIT blockchain courses. There is absolutely no coding required they've got an easy to use nasgo wallet you can use it to advance your business without breaking the bank lots of cool things in the nasgo ecosystem including their amico app at www.amico.app which is a wallet that lets you send their nsg tokens in a text message i did it with you i sent you 100 nsg and it sent you a text message and you just said you clicked it and boom they showed up in your wallet just like mm-hmm. that and i didn't send you any you sent me none you didn't even say thank you but i think you were so overwhelmed with gratitude 
that you you I said you, you couldn't I said do thank it. you on a previous episode when you called me out for not saying thank you. You did. Go to badcode.in forward slash 282 to listen to our in-depth interview with NASGO and check them out on their website today at nasgo.com. Do that. That'll be good. All right. So we, last episode, we chatted about the economic bubble that is happening. Well, here's actually a really cool visualization that Mr. Joel Com found. Is, is this cryptocurrency the mother of all bubbles? This visualization puts things into perspective. Talks about the entire cryptocurrency market. The gold market, the stock market, all the money in the world, all the global debt, the real estate stuff, all the derivatives market, and then just really shows you how small crypto is compared to all that. Right now, crypto is at about $270 billion right now. When this chart was made in January of this year, it was $120 billion. But it's still a blip because when you jump up from the $270 billion to the gold market cap, it's $7.8 trillion. That's, that's about, you know, what, 26, 27 times the size of the crypto market mm-hmm. cap. And then jump up from there, Travis, the stock market global market cap is $77 trillion. It's crazy. And actually, gold right now is around 1500 bucks. So, like, we have seen the price of gold going up, the price of silver going up. Uh, it's been interesting to kind of how what, to watch that happen. So the price, it, once once the value of gold goes up, that 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 trillions are going to go up, right? Accordingly, so maybe eight trillion now. It's a fun info, infographic. Check it out. Uh, also, a lot of fun is you're going to want to know that once again, Bitcoin has been declared mm-hmm. dead. The uh, Treasury Secretary said that Bitcoin's impending death is death by a thousand cuts. That was in July. But if you go to 99bitcoins.com and check out the Bitcoin obituaries, you will see that Bitcoin has been declared dead 371 times. And it's like in that Monty Python film. I'm not dead yet. And actually, the very first death happened in... December of 2010, when they said why Bitcoin cannot be a currency, the underground economist, when Bitcoin was at 23 cents. So if you had ignored the underground economist and went ahead and bought some at 23 cents, I'm pretty sure you'd be happy today. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been declared dead 33 times this year. But, you know, the record is 2017 when we had the crypto bull run. Of course, that's when all the naysayers came out. 124 times during the bull run was crypto declared dead. It's finally dead now at $20,000, you guys. (laughs) It's over. Pack it up. Just, uh, you know, lose them on your hard drive Mm -hmm. because you don't really want them or need them. And, you know, it is August 19th of 2019, and there's only been 33 deaths called this year, which... You know, we're eight months into this thing, and that's pretty good. So there might be less than 50 deaths called this year. Last year, there was 93. As you said, 2017, 124. 2016, only 28. So relatively low. I guess less people are saying Bitcoin is dead because you can't you can't fight it anymore, I guess, right? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. One more resource, Mr. Travis Wright, that uh, I want to cover right here. That last resource is that uh, you should get yourself to a crypto event, the best place to meet peoples in the crypto space and learn all blockchainy things. And BlockSocial.com has a great calendar of events. And I just just to illustrate how things are always happening 
in the crypto world, I'm just going to look at September of 2019. You've got the World Blockchain Forum happening in London, September 1st through the 3rd. You've got CryptoFest in South Africa on September 7th. You've got the ETH Boston Hackathon in Boston at Harvard. September 6th through 8th, and, and the list goes on. We've got uh, Dur uh, Raleigh Durham is having an event. You've got New York at the Times Square Hotel in September. You've got Jakarta, Indonesia. You've got Tel Aviv in Israel, Houston, Texas, Frankfurt, Germany, Philadelphia, London again, Chicago, Bali, which, by the way, we are heading to Bali, not for this event, but for another one. Uh, those are all just September. like. There is always an event going on somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the world, there is always something going on. A lot of great events. You know what? And we've had the opportunity to go to a lot of really cool events all over the world. But, man, just in September, there's a whole bunch. And actually, there's so many that we've had to turn some down. We had to turn down the the Berlin Blockchain Week one, unfortunately. Uh, some other ones that we haven't been able to hit. But um, we we really love the crypto space, and we love the fans, you know. We love you guys. We love actually going to some of these events and running into you. And I know that whenever I run into somebody's like, oh, my God, Travis, you know, Joel, that crypto. And I'm like, oh, you're a fan. Yeah, I love the show. Boom. I'll give you a pair of socks right there. On the, I'll give you some stickers right there if I see you. So if you see us out and about at one of these events, just yell at us. We'll probably hook you up some. Yeah, say, say you guys suck. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give you a yeah, bad coin sticker. Yeah, or like that. what I did when I saw the Google guy. I was like, oh, he's got, he's got, a, he's wearing a Google shirt, and I was like, Google, boo, boo. And he was like, oh yeah, <laughs> you harassed this dude at Podcast Movement. He was like what? working with Google Podcasts, and you like harassed yeah, yeah. him. I was like, Google's boo. He's like, why? Why would you say Google is boo? Why would you boo Google? I was like, man, you guys are censoring people and demonetizing videos, deplatforming people, eliminating people from search results. Like, that's horrible. And he's, he was like, what? What do you mean? And so I gave him a few links, and he, he literally was like, wow, this is – I've never heard of this. It's almost like within the within the walls of Google, everything is cheery. The real news doesn't come into them, I guess, either. <laughs> Well, there you go. There is just a beginner, a partial list of resources that we found interesting. And of course, if you go to badco.in forward slash 298, you can check out all those links and share that link with friends that you think would be interested in resources as well. Uh, we're going to move into our crypto spotlight segment here in just a moment. And of course, in full transparency, you can see right through us. And by that, I mean that we always tell you when we've got a sponsor or a sponsored segment, and this Crypto Spotlight segment of the show, which we find incredibly fascinating, and you will too, is a sponsored segment. That means we are being compensated to bring this project before you today, and we still think you're going to dig it, even though we got paid. So let's go to it. Privacy. It has become one of the biggest talking points, uh, really, in, in our culture, and especially in the crypto world because it's something that's at risk. And we recently came across a project that we want to introduce you to called Particle. It's like Particle, but without the E, P-A-R-T-I-C-L. The website is particle.io. And these guys have created a privacy-focused and decentralized ecosystem with an untraceable currency, a decentralized marketplace, and private D apps. We're going to talk about this today with an advisor, to Particle, Mr. Joe Fisher. Joe, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Can't wait. 
Absolutely. We ran into you and um, a couple team members. We, we first encountered Particle at Consensus in New York. and Particle you know, Ball. We ran into Particle Ball. That's right. Oh, yeah. Light bit. And uh, we were super impressed with what we saw. I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot to super impress us. You know, we get easily impressed, but not super impressed. And we really dug what you guys are up to because you're approaching privacy in a way that really, you know, resonates, especially when it comes to uh, being able to buy and sell goods. So why don't we first talk about the need for a project like this? Wow, this is a this is a huge it's a <laughs> it's it's a it's a huge discussion. Uh, I think well, I we'll make it. it let's let's do a bite size then, you know, because how, okay. how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Correct, one bite at a time. You know, if we go all the way back to 2014 and 2015, you know, it you know crypto was already was, was you know quite a bit more uh, you know young in its years back then. And there had already been a couple attempts at uh, a kind of a decentralized marketplace, right? Uh, Open Bazaar had already been out for a little while, I think in uh, later 2015. And none of them really seemed like they were getting any traction. And I was actually at that point in time and in my story arc already beginning to turn down uh, my own um, business as being an e-commerce reseller, uh, you know, particularly on Amazon, but also on some private websites. And, you know, just un- basically unfair competition from other sellers gaming, this, gaming the platform against me and or the platforms themselves competing directly against me uh, basically made it so that way, you know, uh, uh, a small-ish, medium-sized uh, reseller who was inventing their own products or designing their own gear just wasn't competitive anymore. And that, to me, uh, you know, on a personal level was a, was a, pretty, was a pretty big blow because I actually quite liked what I did. So the idea of a blockchain marketplace goes all the way back to the, some of the earliest Bitcoin code where you had, you know, this internet money, this internet open source money. And there was very, you know, very crude code back in the earliest Bitcoin code base for a decentralized marketplace to use this open source currency on. I was scrubbed, I think, you know, almost immediately after Bitcoin went live, maybe like a year out or so. I hardly remember these days. Um, but that kind of dream kind of percolated, right? And so it seemed as if it wasn't until probably 2014, 2015, that, that, that the technology needed to do uh, kind of a decentralized marketplace like that was really kind of beginning to distill from, you know, the crypto ether. And so Particle Team was, uh, at that point in time, Particle didn't exist. Uh, but a lot of the people were kind of beginning to gather around a few other different cryptocurrency projects that all m- may have one or a couple of the components to try to make something like a blockchain-based marketplace happen. And we just kind of reached this nexus where the right people at the right time got together in uh, 2015 and early 2016 and said, hey, I think we have the tech. I think we should do it. And so that's pretty much what what basically started it. Uh, however, there was a lot of considerations because there's always, people always want to pull a discussion of a decentralized marketplace in some kind of like, like nefarious or negative direction. I, I have no idea why people have a fascination with that. You could just as easily say, you know, do you know what, do you know what your cash is doing today around the world? You know, but well, whatever. It's, like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a valid question. I think it's actually the elephant in the room here. You guys are, you're creating a, an untraceable currency with the marketplace that's decentralized, you know, Ross Ulbricht, he's in prison for creating something similar. 
And I think a lot of people have that question about that. So I think that it's not necessarily are the people doing something nefarious. It's how do you create a, a marketplace that's open source and open for trading whatever, untraceable, without creating legal problems like old Ross Ulbricht ended up having? Yeah, I mean, you know, with what little I understand about what happened with Ross um, was, you know, he was actually running a server and actually basically knowingly facilitating all this kind of stuff to happen, uh, you know, pretty pretty much, you know, in, in gray and in gray daylight, so to speak. Right. Mm. And, you know, so your guys' servers are all decentralized then. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't actually don't even have servers. Right. Because okay. entire, you know, our entire ecosystem is based upon messages on top of our on top of our fork of Bitcoin code that's hashed to the blockchain, right? And so basically, um, virtually no parties know what any other party is doing on the blockchain at any given time. And we've had many discussions, um, you know, inside. Now, I'm an advisor, so you know, I always have the developer's ear to some to some degree. Now, obviously, you know, they have to do what they have to do based upon what what, what the code dictates. Um, and, and the Swiss Foundation that was formed in late 2015, early 2016, by a bunch of like people inside the cryptocurrency space wanting to try to see something something like this happen, uh, the foundation has you know a pretty good legal counsel, and they are trying to also steer the developers and in, in such a way as to try to find trying to steer the developers in such a way to try to get get the components correct that make sure that the system has the ability to kind of police itself, right? And so, I mean, I feel like we're already like jumping right into, like we're already in the weeds now. And the thing is, is that, is that there is, uh, how, how do I, how do I peel this apart? There's, like an onion. Oh my gosh. Like a big stinky. Yeah, but, but like, you know, make, yeah. make it easy, like make it simple so that even somebody with my, you know, basic understanding of this can grasp it. Well, so I'm going to have to get a little personal, right? So. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> I love it. So it is, it is my belief that it's really hard to be truly anonymous inside the cryptocurrency space. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I just watched uh, last night, it you know, just kind of, it's been, it's been six months since it came out, but I watched uh, Satoshi Has No Clothes, right? Um, it's like a 40 minutes, it's a 35 minute um, talk at some convention late last year where uh, one of these Zcash uh, scientists was basically saying like privacy on the blockchain is is almost a farce, right? Because it's very, very difficult to actually have true privacy, right? And that even even Monero, for example, you know, Monero, yes, people consider it to be, you know, super private. However, academics, you know, I know academics of which I know a couple can pretty easily scheme up one or two ways of using like traceable dust or floods combined with dust attacks and have a, you know, very high likelihood of, you know, distilling a huge proportion of like the addresses in the action. Right. And so true privacy at scale um, against, against powerful actors, I think is incredibly difficult inside the space. And so, you know, people, people listening to this podcast are intending to use, you know, particle or Monero or cash or whatever they want to do for something, something that's quite unsavory, like you should probably really think again and do your research and, or just don't do unsavory stuff. Correct. I mean, preferably just don't do unsavory stuff. And if you do particularly unsavory stuff, I'm hoping you get caught. That's me, Joe, personally. Right. And so, 
what, what, we're, what we're trying to do at Particle is it's, we're trying to do something very, very specific, right? And everyone inside the cryptocurrency space, they're always they're trying to be the best. Oh, we're the best, you know, Turing complete virtual machine, or we have the highest TPS reports <laughs> or whatever, right? I see what you did there. <laughs> and I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm basking right now. Okay. Anyway, right? They have the highest TPS, whatever, right? Uh, Particle has has like we we have this this incredibly narrow focus, right? We we created the project, you know, friends and other people in the space, specifically because it was our belief that the cryptocurrency technology space had already reached a point where you could build products that were good enough for you know, taking on real world use cases in, in the specific instance of Particle and specifically with this decentralized marketplace, which is the first app, right, that, 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 that the developers are building in-house is that the technology is sufficiently secure, sufficiently tested, sufficiently private to protect the buyers and sellers from themselves, right? And so this is a really important distinction. You know, um, if some people claim, Oh, my currency can never be traced, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how well that holds up. And the more I learn, the more I understand is that a powerful actor with a lot of resources could potentially de-anonymize the majority of, of cryptocurrencies in the space, right? What we're after, we're not, we're not trying to solve the 20% edge case of perfect privacy or perfect scale or perfect whatever, right? All, we are specifically, hand, we specifically hand-built uh, a particle as a token which we don't, the particle token has been hand-built from off-the-shelf components that have already been battle-tested for, you know, as long as they have, they have existed. You know, in the case of Proof of Stake, well, all the way back to 2014 with Sonny King's white paper, uh, we're completely up-to-date on the Bitcoin code base, which we think is the best code base, specifically because it's the most up-to-date, it's got the most eyes on it, and it's the easiest to develop for, right? Uh, Ring CT, the, you know, we're using a, a very similar, a very similar implementation during CT as Monero, we had to develop it ourselves because Monero is built on a different, a different language, so to speak, and we had to rebuild ours for for Bitcoin from the original white papers. However, you know, some people inside the privacy space don't think Ring CT is as good as, for example, like a zero coin or a zk thing. I'm not technical enough to understand the difference, but what I do know is that we believe that Ring CT in its current iteration is more, it offers more privacy. It offers enough privacy, I should say, to protect sellers from each other, right? That's something I, I experienced. And that's something that is just, it's dogging all of these vendors online all over the world on e-commerce people, you know, fraudulently pretending to be somebody else and undercutting sales or the manufacturer moving in and, and selling the, Air, the AirPods under you, you know, under your pricing because they built the damn thing, right? This happens all over the place. And the end result is, is you and me and everyone else in the world is experiencing a higher cost of goods and services mm. to all the scamming and gaming and, you know, bad behavior, right? So we built this thing specifically to create an ecosystem that was the most fair. And so we determined Ring CT to be an, an ample enough security protocol that's also been around for four and a half years and pretty well tested, right? And so... So, you know, that's pretty much my super long answer to people that want to use this or any other cryptocurrency, for, you know, for, for doing something for, for doing something that is, quote unquote, nefarious, because it's my belief that the powers that be, you know, whoever they happen to be, are probably quite savvy and they seem to not be minding all this technology incubating. So that being the case, 
you know, um, I guess, you know, if you're going to use, use this or anything else for those, for, for those ends, your days are probably numbered. What mm-hmm. we are trying to do is produce a fair marketplace specifically for buyers and sellers. And think we believe the technology is sufficient for that purpose. And, you know, we, you know, you would turn into, you know, we'd be a completely different project and we would never have released anything ever if we were trying to solve the, the, like the final, the last mile right? Of pure privacy, the best ever, right? All we're trying to do is make the most fair market that also self-governs itself. So if somebody does want to put rocket propel, propel grenades on the thing in Ukraine or something crazy, it's immediately going to get delisted by the network. And it's going to force whoever that, whoever that person is to find some other way to find some other way to dump their, dump their crappy goods. And we can only hope that, you know, they get apprehended, <laughs> right? Yeah, self-regulate, self-regulate, hope. Hopefully. So well, let me ask you this, because it's really endlessly fascinating. You know, yeah. we saw this marketplace that you guys were able to create. You can pop one up, create your own marketplace that you can sell whatever you need to sell. And, you know, it's it's you you control the visibility of it. It's really interesting. Tell us about this new desktop 2.0 release you guys have. You guys got this open marketplace that's coming out on mainnet here maybe by the time the show is out i know you guys are launching it here from the time of recording in about three days tell us about 2.0 release and what it means okay so this is a super big deal and you know we're all trying to have very modest expectations uh but that's really hard we're totally fanboying out in all of our chats all the time the 2.0 release is it's this you know it says on our site after two years in development it's time that's not true it's actually like it's actually two and a half times longer than that, that people like me have been like kind of scheming about how a system like this would work. And the 2.0 release is going to be our, our very early software marketplace that we now think is good enough for real money. And, you know, this thing has been on testnet for, I think, over a whole year now. We actually had it on, on public testnet, the consensus in consensus 2018. And so... You know, it's one of those things where, where you know, the cryptocurrency space is, is an interesting thing. You know, Bitcoin gets lambasted all the time for moving so slow, right? And it's because they're developers. They're, they're, they're trying to have careful, methodical development. However, it's real people's money, right? And so, and so, you know, at some point you also have this like responsibility to the public, right? And I don't really know, like, I don't really know where the, where, where the sweet spot is, right? At Particle, we also are trying to practice, you know, careful, methodical, thoughtful development. And so, yeah, so this, this, we've had this, this early testnet software out. It's been, it's been on the, like I said, on testnet for over a year, maybe a year and two or three months now. And yes, it's still early software. I'm going to keep saying that phrase, early software. However, we think that it's, it's sufficiently bulletproof to, to be tested with real money. So what's going to happen on the 12th? At twelve zero zero UTC, I have no idea what time that actually is, and in, in, in on East Coast time, um, the client, you know, on the, you're gonna check the website, refresh the website, a download link's gonna show up, and all the users can download the new the new two client, and the two client's gonna have this uh, decentralized marketplace back end and front end turned on, and it's ready to go with real with real particle, and um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of limitations because we have explicitly not been trying to solicit big vendors to show up. And we've not been, we've been purposely not putting a ton of energy into trying to bring a ton of users to it day one, because 
things are going to break, right? And this is real money now. Things will surely break or at least be be pretty unoptimized. But we got to take the training wheels off and put this thing out because our, it's our hope that by the end of this year, with this thing being battle tested with real money, we're going to have real users begin to show up organically and figure out what they're going to do with the market. And it's going to start giving us the critical knowledge that we need. So that way, you know, towards the end of this year and through all next year, it's going to be refinement, adoption, refinement, adoption. And we know we're five years before we're, we're five years ahead of probably when something like when the kind of the global, the global crypto technology blockchain ecosystem is probably ready for something like this. And so, and that's fine. You know, we've got time. We want to make it better. So this this alpha, beta, early, whatever you want to call it, marketplace is going to land in about three days. And some people are going to use it with real money, with real crypto. And we're super excited about it. And we're, we're, we're in a weird mixture of hoping that it gets some traction and we get some organic use, but also terrified that it gets too much or not enough. And we don't really know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see what 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 people are doing with it, and what part of the world is it going to be? A bunch a bunch of you know listings in Hindi, or you know, <laughs> or or Mandarin or something, and I can't read it, and I don't know what the hell's going on. That mm-hmm. you know, I can only hope that that. that well, that's that's what happens when you do an open marketplace. You guys can check this out. Particle.io again. It's particle without the e on the end because we never spell things right in 2019. It's just not necessary. Correct. And the Alpha Open Marketplace UI, yeah, Particle 2.0 desktop should be there for you to try. And we'd be really curious to see, you know, maybe somebody who's uh, who's got a, a bad crypto T-shirt will end up selling one there. I don't know. Could happen. Oh, that, that's a really cool. We're going to have to talk after the show. <laughs> Excellent. Well, <laughs> Joe, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, if people want to learn more other than uh, Particle.io, where are you guys using social and building a community? So we're primarily trying to funnel everyone into Discord. Uh, it seems to be it seems it seems to be the the, the 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 premier solution right now. However, our Telegram is pretty active, and so I would say, and we also have a bot that shares all the messages between all the apps that we use. So once you're in one of them, you're going to see all the correspondences. Uh, but this but Discord is where we're trying to incentivize people to go, and also check the website. And if you use the Blockfolio app. We do blockfolio signals, and that's actually a really good passive way for people that just want to at least keep up with the news. Uh, you know, we, we don't push news to the blockfolio signal uh, app unless unless it's a pretty big a pretty big piece of news. So you don't have to hear about every little thing. And yeah, I, th- I think those are the best ways to get a hold of us. But yeah, just show up, download this thing, and put up some stuff. I'm going to put up one of my old Butterfly Labs uh, jalapeno miners on there that I paid you know a billion dollars for when bitcoin was worth nothing <laughs> and uh, it's going to be cathartic to to see this thing sold for you know 50 bucks and someone else is going to get a piece of bitcoin history but yeah i know it's going to be fun i'm i'm hoping people use it you know at the end you know at, at the end of the day uh we know that people are going to be increasingly looking to use crypto for purchases and a few sources we have inside the space said that this last time during uh blockchain 2019 in san francisco when Bitcoin kind of surged up from what I think it was nine to like 13, almost 14, some of these platforms that do buying and selling with crypto saw a huge spike, like a 10x spike in traction. And it looks as if for small and medium crypto users, hedging into products is actually becoming a, like a super, a super viable option for them. And so Particle hopefully is in a really good position with our token economics based upon usage of the platform to kind of hopefully 
hopefully capitalize on that. But like I said before, we didn't cover it. It's open source software and, you know, anyone can use it and come get it on the 12th. Why does it always have to be at the end of the day? Why can't some of these things happen at the beginning of the day? I know. (laughs) That's too much. Hey, thanks, Joe. Particle.io. Appreciate it. All right, guys. You take it easy. I appreciate it. Have me on again. Mr. Travis Wright, you got your parts? I got my parts right here. Are they all in the right places? They are all in the right places. Secure. You done an inventory of parts? I did last night. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm not. I, I started going there, and now I'm doing a 180 and turning Good. from it as quickly as do I can. 360, because then you'll just come right back. I don't want to do that. Hey, we got an email from uh, Andrew Potrepka uh, via badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. He filled us in. You know, a couple episodes ago, we did the crypto roulette mm-hmm. episode, which got some great feedback. And he edumacated us on what you call a roulette dealer. It is a the croupier. Mm-hmm. Okay. The croupier. Anyone who wears a vest in a casino, the roulette spinner guys or gals, card dealers, craps people with the hooky thing, mm-hmm. they're all subset of croupiers. So, so wait, so so the people who play craps, are they crappiers? <laughs> Only if they play crappy. <laughs> So another, good. we just did a, we just closed the loop because that's another French word we got from faux to croupier. <laughs> croupier. Welcome to the croupier podcast. Again, episode number 300, just around the corner. So if you're thinking about calling, don't think anymore. Do it now. 708-885-9030. Say whatever you want to say, but make sure, you know, if you want to tell us your name, where you're calling from, and then whatever your thoughts are. In fact, you could even use it to pimp a project if you want to. Uh, You know, we might edit you. I don't know. But call us because the show's just around the corner and we want to hear from you. 708-885-9030. And actually, you know what, Mr. Joel Comp? How about this? How about we're going to send out a newsletter? And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter yet, make sure to do that. Badco.in forward slash news, I believe is the link. Sign up for that. And we are going to give you guys a special opportunity to chat live with us. We want to we want to chat with you one on one. So we're going to give you a way to schedule some time, have a little quick five minute call with us, and we'll record that and we'll put that in episode three hundred as well. So you can either call in on your own, or you can have a conversation with us. Attend a five to ten minute call, and we'll edit some of that stuff down. And then uh, yeah, we'll add that to episode three hundred because we want to hear from you. We love you guys. With that, without you, there wouldn't be a show. So. We want to uh, celebrate you. So if you'd like to schedule a call with us just to shoot the breeze about crypto, then do that for this coming week. If you go to badco.in forward slash fans, you want to hurry because we're only going to make a limited number of slots available for us to do these calls. You want to talk to us, go to badco.in forward slash fans. Schedule that right away, and we'll look forward to speaking with you, and uh, maybe you'll be on the show. That's true. We'll do it on Friday. It'll be Fan Friday, Mr. Jolcom. Fan Friday. And if nothing else, just call us to say, stay bad. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.